0: Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150K podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I I have with me Chanel Venegas, who I met at Zach Babcock's event. What was that, about two weeks ago we were there, Chanel?
1: Yep, about two weeks ago. Cool.
0: So she is a boss, babe. She owns her own boutique. She also trains and helps women scale to six, seven, and eight figures online different ways. But you know, you can tell a lot better about what you do than I can. So tell us a little bit about what you do and how you help women and a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for having me. So I actually come from the corporate realm. I was a district manager at FedEx for years and years, and I felt really isolated I didn't fit in. I was, you know, young. I was a girl. I was Latina. And so I just felt really alone. And so I started this little tiny brand called Beauty and Hustle. I didn't even know it was going to be a brand. It started off as a Facebook group and a community where women could come with no judgment. Um, So I started there and very quickly turned into a beauty vlogger and doing tutorials and stuff like that. And then I started my own boutique. So right now I own and operate my own boutique. And then I coach other women on how to scale without burning out because a lot of women try to be super women and they try to do everything or they're trying to scale to a business and they're neglecting the very thing that they started the business for in the first place. And I host women retreats that really help women tap back into themselves tap back into spirituality and things of that nature so that they can be more heart-centered, which is what women are programmed to do. But we lean into a masculine so much when we become, you know, owners of businesses and these boss girls, right? So I help women return back into their femininity so that they really can have everything that they dream of.
0: I love that. No, I, I totally love that because I think, like you say, people sometimes think they have to be put into this mold because if you are a business owner, you have to act a certain way, but let's break this down a little bit so how do you help women with that mindset because like I know a lot of women entrepreneurs and I know what you're saying either they're super soft and super feminine or they're super masculine how do you walk them through that process.
1: Yeah. So the thing that I teach is something called SAS, which stands for strategy, authenticity, and soul. And when I started coaching in the online space, I had years of training from FedEx and from being in corporate settings for almost two decades prior to launching my own business. And people would always say to me, you know, whatever you touch turns to gold. How is that happening? It didn't matter what I was trying to do. If I was starting a makeup brand, if I was starting a Facebook group, if I wanted a coaching business, if I was selling leggings, no matter what I was doing, it was always working. So people kept asking me, well, what's the process of that? And at first I kept telling people, I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously I know I work really hard, but I know that I'm not the only hardworking person in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So once I really nailed it down, SAS is strategy, authenticity, and soul. And I started teaching with the strategy first because I was around a lot of women that were amazing at sales and they were, you know, driving these high numbers, but um, they didn't have a lot of the back end processes like Mm -hmm. profit and loss statements, so on and so forth. So I, I led with that, but over the years in coaching, what I've realized is it really comes down and boils down to the soul piece. And so many women are walking in their masculine every single day, because when you're, when you're a business owner, you have to make decisions. And, and I want anyone listening to understand that masculine and feminine is not gender, right? It's, it's gender neutral. It's the, it's the embodiment of uh, a masculine energy. It doesn't mean that you're a man, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? It really just means embodying that powerful, aggressive alpha personality which is required most of the time to be a really successful CEO or business owner yeah and so what I like to teach women to do is to tap back into that soul piece and figure out how do you get that feminine part back right because that's what destroys uh, relationships and families and all kinds of things because you'll get the mom who just started a side business right and because she wanted to pay for soccer for her kids. But now she's never at soccer practice. Now she misses every game. So it's really getting women to tap back into, you know, the purpose of what they're doing and who they are at their core and not letting what you see on social media drown all of that out.
0: Yeah. And and I, I think that's a big thing that people forget. We get into entrepreneurship to build a life by design, something that we love. And then we get caught up in doing the entrepreneurship and don't live the life we love. So I, lo- I love that you help women and people get that aspect back. So we talked about that a little bit. You're talking about getting into the strategies are great, but the heart of them or the authenticity is like the key, like they're the secret sauce. So let's talk a bit more on that. How do you get people to realize that being themselves is okay? Because I think that's the biggest thing. Because if and, and let tell let, tell me if you think I'm wrong here. Most entrepreneurs have trauma and most entrepreneurs throw themselves into work to get away from their trauma because they don't want to face who they are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing about living authentically is that it takes a little bit of time for you to understand that it's okay if people don't like you, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, living authentically, it stung for a while, even at FedEx, you know, at one point I was only wearing gray and black, I would, you know, try to follow suit and I stopped wearing makeup. I wore my hair in a bun. I tried to masculine you know, make myself more masculine to fit in. And what I realized is I needed to live authentically because it not only attracted the people that I wanted to work for me and the team that I wanted to be working with me and all of those things and the clients, which is why we were number one, we were crushing it. You know, we would do a hundred times more in sales than the whole freaking company put together, right? We were mm-hmm. just crushing it. Um, but it's that it attracts people that are like you, but it also repels people that don't like you. And I think that sometimes we think that that's a bad thing, but I think that's a beautiful thing for people to see who you are and say, yeah, no, I'm not dealing with that because you really do attract your soulmate clients, your soulmate life and all of those things because- you're not afraid of who likes you and who doesn't like you. All you know is that you're living your life on your terms and being yourself all the time. So anyone who does like you or doesn't like you, it's because of exactly who you are. It's not mm-hmm. this facade that then you have to like keep carrying on for months, years, whatever, right? Yeah. So showing up as yourself is so important because if you try to show up as anything other than that, it's exhausting. And you'll burn yourself out and it does no good. The other thing to to keep in mind is that people are counting on you to show up and share your story. Because there's not enough people, especially in the influencer world. And I've been in the influencer world for almost seven years. So I've been at the parties with the influencers. First of all, half of them, 80% of them don't even look like their damn pictures. Right. Nope. (laughs) But I mean, you're like, wow, did you get a nose job? Like, I don't understand what happened. Right. Which no shade, but like, come on. But I think it's just so important for people to understand that, um, people are waiting for you to share your story and do it in an authentic way because there's not enough relatable content out there from mm-hmm. people that are being real people that are sharing the trench part right because we all go through the trench but how many influencers are really out there saying this is me I'm depressed today I'm I feel ugly today I, you know I gained 50 pounds during covid mm-hmm. there's not enough people sharing that Therefore, making the major population of people feel like they're alone, which in reality, they're not. There's just too many people on the Internet bullshitting them.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's so true because and and something else that you said to just make so much sense. If you're authentic and you're yourself, you're going to draw the right people that you can help teach grow and grow with if you're being inauthentic now you're going to deal with people you don't like or that don't connect with you or are not on the same level as you and then yeah there's so many influencers that are they have this great little thing up but they're not really helping anybody and in reality yeah. as entrepreneurs we want to help people we want to see them succeed because if they're not succeeding they're not going to hire us as a coach they're not going to help us do different things there so no i agree with you 100 on that
1: yeah i always remind myself and my clients don't worry about the money worry about the impact right so if you if you can the more people that you can impact your bank statements will reflect that right mm-hmm. and understanding that is huge because so many people step into entrepreneurship thinking oh my god i want to get rich well you and i both know you could do a million dollars in sales and still not be a millionaire you yeah. could do a million you could do 5 million dollars in Sales and be close to going bankrupt, depending on what you know what uh, niche you're in. The retail space that I'm in is so hard. I mean, beauty and hustle can do a million dollars in a year and still not be, you know, not be profitable or barely hanging on, depending on overhead, inventory costs, payroll, all mm-hmm. of those things, right? So it's just really important for people to understand that it's the impact of what you're making that should drive you instead of the money part. The money will come with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how many people you're impacting, but you can't get into entrepreneurship solely thinking this is just for money. Because if you're here just for money, just go get a job. That's so yeah. much easier. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> like, it is. Go get a
1: job. <laughs> it's so much easier. I promise you, If if any uh, if you ask any entrepreneur, like if they're in it for the money, they'll laugh at you like a true entrepreneur, because it's not about that. And, you know, most entrepreneurs have this really giving heart too, right. Where, where we're going to give back. We tithe money to church. We're donating excess stuff. You know, we're not, uh, we're not over here just hoarding it all. So it's really important to understand that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's always people before profits. It's always heart centered, helping doing that. Because if you, if you're in this for the money, yeah get a sales job, selling items, not to, like just stuff that you can just turn and burn because entrepreneurship is not for you if you're not about helping people or making impact because you're going to burn out. That's why 99% of people burn out. That's why I think a lot of the, I call them the Lambo fakers. They see the Lambo, they get into it. They're going to be an entrepreneur and they last two months because they yeah. didn't realize it's just, it's hard. It's like, yeah. I think of it this way it's like a self-help course on steroids because all of your faults everything you deal with shows up because everything falls on you when you're in charge so I think that's crazy
1: yeah I mean there was just there's a post going viral today about this woman who posed in front of it looks like it was like a g-wagon or something and the dealership posted it somewhere. And it went viral, I think on Twitter. And they're like, this woman came and took pictures with flowers and an empty Louis Vuitton, like the actual bag that they give you to put, you know, like a shopping bag. And she had champagne and they didn't understand it. And then she posted it. And on her Instagram, it says she's a billionaire. And you're just (laughs) thinking like, first of all, wait, what? You know, it's just all of these things, where people are faking the reality of things but there's so many people that fall for that right Mm -hmm. so it's so in some points you're just like i don't even blame some of these guys that rent lambos because they they they're faking it till they make it and it's working and then people are keeping them in business yeah so sometimes for people like us it can be frustrating because it's like i i actually do drive a really nice mercedes Mm -hmm. there's been one post about it one time and it was me telling people that i had been bankrupt and returning groceries and that if i can turn my life around so the hell can you because i'm not a special snowflake i'm not smarter than anybody else right and so that's the only time you've ever seen anything in my whole you know Mm -hmm. career of being on social media that's even anything monetary, because I just don't think that those things are important, you know?
0: Well, but you have substance, you have value. You were at FedEx, you built your own business, you hold events. You have something tangible you can show. Just like I niche down with sales because I'm really good at that. I can show a track record with it. I think the people that do the Lambos or the whatever, and they're like the 25-year-old life coach, no offense. You know, you really haven't experienced life yet. Who are you teaching life about? You know, you have to have some experience. It's like I have rules. The only people that coach me have built businesses or they have something tangible I can follow or a skill set that maybe they're really good at that I don't know, but I have a track record that I can see. And I think that's just a good guide.
1: Yeah, I mean, my rule for hiring anyone is they need to be living the life that I want to live in a year or two from now. Right. So if they're not doing better than me or if they don't have this specific skill set that they've been able to prove it to teach others, because here's the thing that people need to understand about online influencers, coaching, all those things, just because you can sell product doesn't mean that you can facilitate training to that. Right. So there's a lot of people, especially, I mean, I was in the direct sales world for years. I was in the top 2%. Of two huge companies. And a lot of people would get mad because they would see these girls on stage. You know, they're they're throwing up how much money they've made, and they're they're saying, Well, that girl is so mean, she's never taught me. She doesn't have the capacity mm-hmm. to teach you. She's not a facilitator. She probably doesn't even really know what she did to make all that money. She knows she worked hard, she put her nose down, and she started grinding, but she doesn't have the the ability to train you because she's not a trained facilitator. And I think that some people think, oh, you know, if I see this guy who's, you know, done X, Y, or Z, then he can train me. No, ask him how many people he's trained Mm -hmm. and what their results were, right? I would much rather see somebody that I'm going to hire talking about the results they've had in others than their own results. Because just because you can drive something for yourself, Does not mean that that translates into being able to get somebody to understand it, comprehend it, and then be able to actually utilize it and drive results.
0: Yeah, because I, again, because we're talking sales and I've been in sales for a long time, there's a lot of sales professionals that are really good. But if you ask them, hey, you know, what's your process? They have no idea. They don't, they can't tell you the steps. They just, because they've learned it, instinct, whatever. And then there's also the secret sauce that it's you. There's certain people that have a charisma, a passion, a thing, you know, like, With you, when you teach and you do stuff, you have a certain way you do it. You can teach people to be authentic, but you're not going to teach them to mimic you because it wouldn't be authentic. You know, it's there's all those little factors I think people forget.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing with sales is there's a relentlessness to sales. And I people will argue with me. I don't think that that can be taught. You know, you're either, and I'm one of those people where they say, are leaders born or made? And I'm like, oh, you don't, you guys don't want to go down that (laughs) rabbit hole with me, right?
0: Because
1: I don't think that leaders can be made. I think that you're born with this relentless spirit. Mm -hmm. And that is what really separates a lot of salespeople. Now there's ways to help people, but I'm saying to become the top percentage of salespeople there's this charisma, right? This Mm -hmm. gravita that they they carry. And while I think that confidence and poise and how you articulate all of those things can be taught, I don't necessarily think that essence can be taught. I think that you can learn to mimic it or whatever, but there are people that are going to walk into a room that Mm -hmm. always captivate people's attention. And I don't necessarily think that that can be taught.
0: No, I don't think so either, because again, it goes back to you're the secret sauce. Now you can improve in anything like exercise, working, whatever it is you're looking to do, you can make improvements. But like, I'm never going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not going to lift enough. I'm not going to have the the genetics to do it. Same thing with sales or business or whatever. Like I would never want to be an accountant. I could learn the accounting systems and all, but I would hate it because I'm not gifted in that. You know, you have to find your gift, your talent. And then what level of success for you? I think that's the other thing people need to realize. I don't think it's really money. I think it's living the life by design that you
1: want. 100%. Yeah. I mean, and I think that so many people struggle with that because I'll have people that will come to me and say, okay, I want to have a $5 million a year boutique. Cool. Here's all the things you're going to need for that. We're going to need a bigger warehouse. You're going to need more payroll. You're going to need more employees hey, you're probably going to need a brick and mortar. You're going to need this. You're going to start running ads, spending like $10,000, $20,000 a month on ads. You're gonna, And then they, you know, I'm like, you're going to have to be at that warehouse six days a week, yep. 12 hours a day for the first probably three years, right? And they're like, oh, wow, that sounds terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why, why did you throw that number out? Well, I see so-and-so doing it. Cool. Do you see all the effort and work she's putting into it? And you know what, maybe so-and-so has a plan that she's going to work that really hard for five years and sacrifice time with her family, sacrifice whatever she's sacrificing. And then, but she's got a plan. And most of these people that just throw out numbers or think, they're not actually thinking about what is the purpose of what that money is going to do for you, right? And again, sometimes big sales don't equal money. So- what is it that you're trying to do? You know, if you're trying to create generational wealth, maybe you do want a 5 million dollar boutique, and maybe you do want to invest in the next 5 years and miss out on some things, right? But you have to decide that first so that your soul is always aligned with what why you're at work, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think that's really important because yeah. we all want different things and happiness is defined completely different to everybody else. Mm-hmm.
0: People think money is happiness and money is just a tool. That's the thing I think most people forget. Cause like I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today and like six years ago, I was on food stamps. I was working two jobs doing all this stuff. And now I am in the top, like I make over 200,000 a year with my just day job because I've learned the processes and done things to get there. But it's just the life that you live. It's the life that you love, that you're willing to be happy with it. You know, a lot of people can be happy at 150,000. A lot of people think they need a million, but you maybe make a million, but what are you actually taking home? What are you keeping in the bank? Who are you with? Who are you loving? What are you doing? Yeah, I with, yeah. I'm with you
1: 100%. And what is that money keeping you from? Because mm-hmm. you usually get into trying to make money because you want more freedom and more time with your family, but it often keeps us away from that. And so I think it's just really important for people to assess that, what that means. And for me, I think money is an amplifier. If mm-hmm. you're happy, it's going to make you happier. There's yep. no, there's no doubt about that. Right. Like money is amazing. <laughs> yes. Right. But if you're miserable, it only amplifies that part of you too. So understanding that it, it can't really do anything for you other than propel you forward or pull you backwards. Right. And so, uh, when, once you master that and you uh, also understanding that, Money is so easy to make Mm -hmm. because we overcomplicate it, and we are taught that there's scarcity and that money is hard to make. We're taught that from when we're very small. I come from poverty; like Mm -hmm. I grew up in in you know a house with my grandma, my grandpa, my aunt, my uncle, my mom, my sister like all of. I slept in a uh, a bunk bed in my grandma's living room. Mm -hmm. You know, literally my whole life. That's how I grew up. And we're taught that, you know, oh, becoming like rich is for those people. Yeah. Well, hello, we are those people. We have to become those people, you Mm -hmm. know, and so overcoming those mindsets, too, of understanding you can have as much money as you want, but understanding what that money is going to do for you is really, really key.
0: Yeah, no, and I'm with you. I grew up in the country. I was poor then I made some money, then I lost some money, then I made some money, then I lost some money. But once you get the system done, you can definitely make it. But let's talk a little bit more about mindset because like you said, once you figure out the aspect or the way to make money, that part's easy. But I think developing yourself or becoming the person you need to be to be able to keep the money and build the life by design is important. So how do you help women with that?
1: Yeah, I think the most important part for people to understand is how you treat a dollar is how you'll treat a million dollars, right? So getting rid of the stories that we've taught ourselves about money is the first thing. Uh, A lot of people that are in in my sphere, right? That come to me, do relate to me because they've come from poverty or they're living paycheck to paycheck or whatever the case may be. And the thing is, is that eliminating those mindset beliefs that, you know, rich is for others people and I don't deserve that type of lifestyle but also understanding what rich is to you you know what Mm -hmm. I mean for me I am not a millionaire I've made millions of dollars right but I'm not a millionaire yet and I'm okay with the season I'm in right now I'm okay because I feel rich as heck Joe you want to know why my bills are on auto pay I live alone. I just bought my own home. My bills are on auto pay. And sure, sometimes my savings takes a little dip on days that I'm, you know, I just went through a divorce. So I've given myself a lot of grace to Mm -hmm. just kind of slow it down. Right. And so understanding that uh, what that money is going to do for you and and those mindset things is really important because rich is what you define it as. Right. I mean, there was that one point 10 years ago where I was returning groceries and just through my divorce, I remember calling my dad. I, I went through this whole thing with, I was, in I, I left my husband. I came, I sold my house. I'm in a rental trying to get into another rental. They gave my house away and I called my dad and I'm like, I just wish I could buy a house right now. And I can't, and I'm broke. I told him, and I'm literally having like the, ooh,
0: ooh, mm-hmm. ooh,
1: you know, my poor dad. And He's like, Chanel, are you eating? Yes. Do you have to return groceries? No. Chanel, when's the last time you've checked to uh, your bank account before you pumped gas? Yep. Yep. Do you have running water? Okay. Is your rent paid? And I'm like, yes and yes and yeah. Okay. He's like, so sure. Maybe you're not where you once were or maybe you aren't where you envisioned yourself. But you're still like, I had to come to the conclusion, I'm still rich, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's pretty rich. I'm not worried about where my groceries are coming from. And at one point, not so long ago, I was. Yeah. So sometimes it's just that giving ourselves that grace too, because we want to catapult, right? And, you know, understanding that you're worthy of that. But there's an exercise that I do that's uh, all about the limiting beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves about money. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I do at my retreats. And I think that it's really powerful to ask yourself this. So for those of you that are listening, what are your first memories around money and what do you assume about rich people? Mm -hmm. Because those two questions are going to lead you down this rabbit hole of understanding why you don't feel worthy enough. And the universe cannot reward you with money until you figure out those two stories that keep replaying in your head, you know? And so I think that that's a a really important thing to do for your mindset around money.
0: No, I agree. I agree. And and people get it twisted. Like we were talking before we started, I believe, about how if you make over 100,000, you're in the top 30%. You're doing okay. If you make 150, you're in the top 10, 200, you're in top five. And like, you know, I've gone on trips to Disney, to Hawaii and just some stuff now, but there was times when we were looking and I was, like I said, working two jobs and doing all the different things. It's that shift in your mindset that helps you understand. And I agree with you hundred percent on the whole, how you perceive things. Because once I started actually getting around people that were more wealthy and had a different mindset, I'm like, Holy crap, wait a minute. They're not just trying to take advantage of people. They're normally trying to help people. And then that got into my mindset. And the more people you help, the old Ziegler rule, the more people you help, the more money you make. And it's not about getting the money, it's about helping the people and the money will come. So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that.
1: Yeah. And I I think it's just important for people to do the healing on the inside. We think so superficially but all of us have traumas and stories that we've just ingrained in our brain and whether or not we've come to terms with those things or not. And here's the thing, Joe, like I teach this for a living. I teach this and I'm really good. And I've, I've helped women turn their whole life around. That does not mean that I have, that I do not have moments of my own. Like I said, crying to my dad, like I'm broke and maybe getting divorced was the wrong thing. And he took everything and I'm starting from zero. And I felt, Mm -hmm. you know, even even in this moment, I feel like, dang, the last time I bought a house, I was able to furnish it with all brand new furniture, cash without thinking about it. And right now I'm thinking, I probably am not going to do that. I mean, I have a lot of furniture anyways, Mm -hmm. but I was thinking about it and then I had to snap myself out of it. Yes, I may have been in better financial statuses previously but mentally and spiritually like my my life is lining up to where it needs to go Mm -hmm. and I need to remind myself that it's not all about the monetary piece right that stuff will come I know how Mm -hmm. to make money and even though I teach it sometimes you're going to have those instances where you feel overwhelmed. And so what I teach people and again it's easier to teach people than for me to practice what I preach some days yep, I'm right?
0: With, yes. is
1: yes. to go back to the facts, right? So facts say that beauty and hustle it, it you know is evaluated at x amount of dollars. Facts mm-hmm. say beauty and hustle can generate x amount of revenue every month. Facts say that I know how to do that all by myself cuz I've done it before. And also, you know, I've if you've done something once you can do it again. Right. And so if we can take the emotion out of things sometimes and just remind us of the factual evidence, right, that Mm -hmm. this works, I've done it, I know how to do it. I just need to put my head down and do it um, is really important, too, because entrepreneurship is emotional Mm
0: -hmm. and a lot of
1: people are not ready to hear that or deal with that.
0: Oh, it's 100% emotional. And I think that's why I love what you said about the event, because not everyone has a dad in their lives that they can go to like you did. So I think having, like you said, the women's events or different events that I go to and getting around the right people with the right mindset. So I can say, hey, Zach, you know, I'm having an issue or hey, Alondra or whoever I need to reach out to. Hey, you know what? Help me out here. I'm going through this and having them have that back is key. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And, you know, the thing about it is, too, is getting in the right rooms and having the right sphere of influence around you is that I love my dad and I love my mom, but a, they'll never understand how I feel. Cause they're very old school corporate mm-hmm. go, you know, get your degree, and go have a nine to five. They support me, but they don't understand me. Right. Yep. But it. the other thing too, that I find just as I've gotten older, that just blows my mind sometimes is that our parents, if we're lucky enough to have them are humans too, dealing with their own shit. You know what I mean? And so my dad can't always have the answer. Although we're hardwired to think I can call my mom and be like, and she's going to fix everything. Right. Because that, if you're lucky enough to have that in your life Mm -hmm. and if you're not right, um, sometimes we've seeked validation from sources that probably shouldn't be giving us advice. Right. And so it's really, important to get in the right rooms with people that are like-minded with the right intentions behind their advice Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that you're able to vent that out especially in entrepreneurship it feels so lonely because the majority of people don't understand what we're trying to do no I mean to this day my grandma god bless her you know, she's still like, I don't understand how you even pay your bills, you know? Mm -hmm. And actually when I went to Zach's event, I sent her a picture and she actually texted me back some, I'll probably save it forever. And it literally was like, I know that you're going to do amazing today. I've, I've been able to have the pleasure of hearing you speak and you're going to kill it. And I was like, Wait, us is this my grandma?
0: <laughs> to speak awesome. In
1: front of ten thousand people in Long Beach, mm-hmm. and then afterwards she goes, "I still don't understand why they pay you to do this." And yeah. I was like, oh, "Okay, that was years ago, right?" Mm-hmm. But so there is just going to be a lot of people that don't understand us or what we're trying to do, and that's okay. But finding the right people that do is really important.
0: Well, we're the weird ones though. Alex Sharfman says, we go into the future and create something and bring it back that people just don't understand. So that's why like event coaches, people that you can connect with are key. Like I think as an entrepreneur, if you don't have them, you're not going to make it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And making sure it's the right people that you're following. You know, I think for me, um, I've had mentors that I've like either outgrown or they've pivoted. And they start living in such a way that I just don't feel aligned with them, you know? And so they're there, you know, now showing their private jets and all those things, which is great. And that's great motivation, but that's not what I signed up for in the first place, right? I signed up for these people that were talking about impact and creating legacies. And now they're just showing me pictures of things to me that do not resonate. I'm sure that message is hitting other people and that they'll, thrive and they'll sell all the things they're trying to sell. But for me personally, I want to see pictures of my mentors with their wife, Mm -hmm. with their kids or their husbands, you know, with their kids. I want to see them on vacation. I want to see that I'm out of office. Don't freaking call my phone for two weeks because I'm in Bali enjoying life. Mm -hmm. I want to see that because that's my dream life, right? That's my dream life is having you know, a husband and having dinner and not being bothered at dinner time. Right. And so um, I just think it's really important for you to understand and be careful of who you let into your brain too, because are they living the life that you're envisioning? And if the answer is no, then they don't deserve your
0: money. Mm -hmm. And things have become so transactional, especially within the last two years, because people are trying to sell, sell, sell. And The thing is, I think people need to understand, especially entrepreneurs, is simply this. Go deep with your people. Go deep with what you're doing with them. You can't beat people on on like width, but you can on depth. You can serve your customers, help them. And if you bring impact, you can create the life you love. Um, you know, I don't care about jets. I don't care about that type of stuff. I do care about family. I do care about trips. And like, if you follow my stuff at all, you'll see trips and family and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, the transactional people will be here for a moment, and then they're going to fade away because – when the shit hits the fan the person that was there for you who you're going to be with not the person that sold you the 995 deal and then ran off and tried to sell someone else so yeah i agree 100
1: and i think i think the shift in coaching too has been from and the type of coach i am is i want to i want to love on you like i want you to become my friend i want you to become part of my family that if you needed anything in the middle of the night you know um within reason, right? That yeah, I would course, be able to help you. I mean, I've had coaching clients get stuck in Vegas. I live in Vegas. They'll, you know, they'll make a Facebook post that says, oh shoot, my whole flight was canceled. Anyone know a good hotel that's close by? And I'm like, girl, I'm coming. I'm coming. For they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, just stay at my house, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but what's happened is a lot of coaches now, it's like as soon as your membership is over or your subscription or you you know, for me personally, going through a divorce, there were some things that I couldn't renew because I'm like, hello, I'm paying my ex, like I'm giving this man my Mm -hmm. money so that I can, you know, go separate ways. And there was, you know, people that are like, okay, well then screw you. And they're, Mm. you know, they block you, they unfriend you, they're not interested. And it's like, wow. Okay. So I was really just a dollar amount. And so again, understanding how people operate when you are their client, when you can't be their client for a little bit, or, you know, even when you've outgrown them is so important because to me that shows ethic, integrity, all of those things. Right. And I want to be aligned with people that said, you know, what, I like Chanel. I want to try to help her as much as I can. I'm going to take her money. But when she's done with me, I still like Chanel and I still think she can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that my coaching clients outgrow me. Right. Yeah. I hope and pray for the day where they're like, girl, I'm on. I need to go make 10 million, a hundred million. And I'm going, whoo, I don't know. I've given you every secret I got. So here's so-and-so that can probably help you with that. You know, mm-hmm. I pray for that day. And so I just think it's so crazy when people in the coaching realm, just literally discard people like a number, because to me that speaks way more volume than anything else that you're selling or preaching or whatever, because it's like one, you know, if you're going through a hard time, that person's not going to care about you. And, um, maybe that's me being over emotional as a woman. I don't know, but no, I agree. I agree. You 100%. Know, I just feel like there's going to be, I mean, there's been times where people, um, have paid to come to a retreat, right? So they've paid thousands of dollars to come to a retreat. And then they're like, you know, my kid is sick, I'm so sorry. Oh gosh, I feel so worried that I'm gonna lose this money. You're never going to lose money with me. Like mm-hmm. take care of your kid. There's going to be another retreat. Yep. And then I also offer them other options. Like if you know, you can't travel in the next year or whatever, then let's take your money and let's utilize it with some one-on-one coaching, but you're never mm-hmm. going to, I'm never just going to go. Eh. Yeah. Oh, well, your kid is sick. You're making an excuse. No, that's not real life. You know what I mean? And um, I treat everyone's dollar um, with respect, which is why I make sure that people treat my dollars with respect.
0: Yeah, well, it is so true. And it's kind of like the economy. When the economy is good, you have all these shysters. And then when it crashes, the people that are genuine and true and care about people will be there. Same thing with these coaches. If they're not, you know, your friend or helping you or being a part with you when you're having the down times or when you're going through the shit, They're not the right person for you anyway. You need to be with people that are going to keep you, help you, support you, whether or not you're getting paid. Again, I'm not against getting paid. Don't take that wrong, but there's seasons in life. You always want to be the person that offers grace.
1: Yeah, 100,000%. You know, the interesting thing is that when COVID hit, in my opinion, you got to see who was the real deal and who wasn't. And now we're having the wave of people coming back after their PPP and all that other bullshit has expired. Mm-hmm. And it's like when COVID hit, I was live every single day, Monday through Friday, trying to teach people, trying to encourage people, trying to say, and I was doing it all for free. Every single, mm-hmm. you know, I was bringing some of the most sought out sought out entrepreneurs that probably usually get paid thousands of dollars to speak. I was bringing them on my live personal page, just saying, yep. Hey, if you guys need contacts with this, this is who you can call if you need help with this call like message this guy message this girl you know and so I think that um I always say it's not really who's clapping for you when you win it's who's gonna sit there with the tissue box and then kick your ass to get you back up that really matters because you know people always look around like oh who's clapping for me because I'm winning no, bitch. Who's been sitting next to you in the trench mm-hmm. when you had nothing to offer them other than your vessel, right? Yeah. Other than yep. who you are. Um, and so I think that that's really pertinent right now in the coaching industry too. And you know, for me, obviously I took a a break with retreats because they were in person, mm-hmm. but I've still been here making content and helping yeah. people for free for the last since COVID hit. Mm-hmm. I haven't done any paid coaching since COVID hit because I had this just urge to want to help people so bad and just keep making an impact and not do a class and not charge anybody mm-hmm. and just show people that you can get out of this trench, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I am all for getting paid and I've mm-hmm. made lots I got of you. money coaching. Right. But it's, it's really about the essence of who why I am as that person. And I hope that people see
0: that. Yeah. Well, and that's why you're going to win. That's why you're going to have a lot more impact because you were willing to do that, especially when so many crazy things were going on and life was happening. So no, I, I totally commend you for that. So we've talked about a lot of stuff. Let's do two things here. First, tell people where they can find you. That way, you know, if someone wants to get in touch with you, whether it's for are you doing events currently again or are you gonna be starting to? Yeah, do more so we
1: have we have a retreat coming up soon. Um, I've just been waiting to move. I move next Monday. <laughs> so um once I get settled in, we're gonna release dates for that. There's already a huge waiting list for it. So people are like, you know, banging on the door. And I'm like, let me get right mm-hmm. before I start trying to help you get right kind of situation. I think that's only fair for people. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I do uh, women's retreats. They're typically in Las Vegas and I've done them all over the country, but Vegas seems to be the easiest and most accessible, uh, accessible and also cheapest flights. So usually mm-hmm. people, um, and it's just a good destination to
0: come to. Yeah. Yeah. And where but can yeah. people find you?
1: Yeah. People can find me. I post the most content on my personal profile page on Facebook which is Chanel Venegas. That's V-E-N-E-G-A-S. And then Beauty and Hustle is my handle for everything. So I do have a business page. I have a Facebook group called hashtag Beauty and Hustle where I share a lot. And then I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok. Although my TikTok, I probably need to get to making serious content because for the last couple of months, it's just been my kind of fun, you mm-hmm. know, petty dating commentary. So <laughs> unless you're into that type of thing, you don't find me on TikTok yet. Um, but it's been kind of a, a, a fun outlet for me because everyone takes me so seriously on Facebook. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let me go to TikTok where nobody knows who I am and just make dumb videos about my dating experiences uh, as of recently. So yeah, but Beauty and Hustle and beautyandhustle.com, um, they can book calls and
0: all of that on, on that website. Cool. No, that's perfect. And yeah, check out her TikTok, too, because funny dating videos are great.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so- if, you're, if you're single and you want some petty ha 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 content, it's there on TikTok, at least for now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. So what have we missed? We talked about a lot of things with entrepreneurship, with mindset, with money and stuff like that. But for my guests that are listening, what other words of wisdom or thoughts would you want to impart
1: Yeah, I think the most important thing, you know, is is when you're trying to build a brand is to understand it's really how people feel after they've done a transaction with you, because we're in such a transactional and visual, right? We're all connected to our phones. We get so wrapped up in thinking that it's all about your color scheme and your logo or even your tagline or whatever. And it's really the essence of who you are and what your brand speaks for um, and how people feel once they've left that situation, that transaction, that's going to help you continue to grow. Mm Because I talk about all the time and I talked about it on stage at St. Louis that my logo sucks, right? I think it's cool. It's tattooed on my body. So it's never changing, right? We might have to elevate it one day, but probably not. But, you know, and even some girl that was at the event said, you know, I took a class with some marketing guy. He used your logo saying it sucked. And I'm like, dude, whose class was that? Because I I felt kind of angry. And mm-hmm. then I laughed because at the end of the day, I've probably made like at least 10 times more than him. I don't know who yeah. it is, but I'm going to go, I'm going to put myself out there and say Beauty and Hustles probably made a lot more money than him. So I just thought it was ironic that he's using my logo as a this sucks, which I already say it sucks. Um, So it can't hurt my feelings if I already know it, right. (laughs) (laughs) But the the at the end of the day, it's how do you want to make people feel right? Um, What do you want them to say about you? Because that's what's going to drive that ultimate success. That's what's going to push you from making a little bit of money to a lot of bit of money, right. And that's what's going to push you to having referrals and repeat clients, At my retreats, uh, I have about a 92% return rate, not because they didn't get what they wanted the first time. It's because they got exactly what they came for and now they're ready for the next step or the next breakthrough moment, right? And so that's the essence, right? And so if you're really trying to break into that 150K and be a part of the top 10% and beyond, you have to understand that that's what brands are focused on they're not focused on the colors and all of those. i mean those things help right but i'm living proof you don't really need the most amazing logo in the whole wide world because mine's not that great and honestly i made i made well over 150k before i even had a website Mm -hmm. i was i was dming people with a paypal link yep it was a disaster (laughs) i don't recommend that (laughs) i do not recommend it but it's possible, but we get caught up in, I want a logo. I want to map out my course, or I want to map all this shit out. Try to sell it first, Mm -hmm. try to sell it first, or go teach it for free first, and then get referrals from that and get testimonies and get a track record on what it is that you know how to do, and then go out and preach the gospel, so to speak. Right. So I think that that would be the most important thing for people that are really trying to excel
0: that no i love that and it's funny because you mentioned the logo thing i didn't get a logo for my podcast until episode 60 like i was just i had a picture of me by a waterfall and it said 150 k podcast that was it i just recently switched it so that just you made me think about that it's just acting it's just doing what you need to do helping as many people as you can and not worrying about the people that are gonna as we would call haters he was hating on you and like you said it doesn't matter. I still made the money. I still helped the people. I still did what I needed to do. So I commend yeah. you with that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I just it was so funny because the girl was like, I kept looking at the because you know it was on the big screen. She goes, yep. I kept looking like, why do I know that logo? Why do I know that? And then she she came up to me at dinner and said, I knew it because somebody was telling and she goes, I thought it was so funny that you called yourself out on something that somebody had taught. And I'm like, I'm so I'm so aware and vigilant on my strengths and weaknesses that, it, that nobody can tell me anything about nothing because I'll be the first person to tell you it's not that great but my my sales is good and what I teach works mm-hmm. you know and the essence my clients love me if I post right now that somebody was mean to me there will be droves of women that are ready to you know hurt somebody or, or dming me who hurt you what are mm-hmm. what do you need to do are you okay there's literally people that call me in my DMS now, like, Hey, I'm just calling to check in on you. And I love that for me. Right. And maybe not everyone wants that type of relationship, but for me that works because that's why I started beauty and house in the first place Mm -hmm. is so that women had a community of people that understood her. She felt heard and seen. And so for me to have that reciprocated is amazing. Right. And so I think that that's really important for people to understand why are you, you know, what's the reason that you're starting this and how do you want people to feel?
0: Yeah. No, I love that. You're authentic. You're purpose-driven people before profits. You help people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on my show. It's been a blast having you on here. Thank you so much. Yeah. And for all of you listening, remember what we talked about. Be authentic, love well, help people touch their heart, be you, and the rest will take care of itself. Share this episode with people that you know need to hear this. And until next time, Be amazing, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the 150K Podcast. Remember, your dreams become reality when you take action on them. Feel free to reach out with any questions on Instagram at 150K Podcast. And until next time, keep pushing. You're worth it.